Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are rolling with our latest episode of College Questions. I am happy to be back. We have had a hiatus in our podcasting. I was quarantined due to COVID, and so I apologize to our listeners that we have not had a new podcast in, I believe, about two weeks. Maybe even this is the third week, so I'm excited to get this one out, and I'm excited to have a new question and a returning guest. Our question is, what does worship mean to you? And our guest was actually our second guest ever on the show. He explored the question, how do I deal with anxiety? It was a great episode. Uh, that was actually episode number two. So you have to go way back. I would encourage you, if you haven't heard that one, please go back because I think that Robert shared a lot of good wisdom on that. I have the privilege of working with this man um, on a weekly basis. We work together uh, here at First Baptist Church. He is our worship pastor. And so I'm so grateful for him joining in on the podcast today. And so please welcome back to the podcast, Robert Ramsey. Robert, thanks for coming. What's up, man? <laughs> man, it's happy to happy to be here, happy to be uh, doing this again. I've, I've missed this, man. I've really yeah. enjoyed these conversations, and I'm, I'm learning, and I'm encouraged by our listeners who, you know, some, <laughs> sometimes I'll get a text or just somebody else see me, and that's, you know, you never know with these. I'm always, you know, we do them, and we throw it out there, and so it's always encouraging when you hear God using it in someone's life, and so I'm really thankful for you coming on today and ex- helping explore this question. Mm-hmm. So let me just throw it right to you, man. You know, this is a big question. I know we could go a lot of different ways. And so, but uh, I'll let you determine what direction we sure. go. So what what does worship mean to you, Robert Ramsey? Wow. Um, that could be a loaded question. Uh, there, there's a lot of different directions, I think, to go with any individual. Uh, but first, man, I always love these conversations, just hanging out with you. And um, they always help me to to see things in a new light and see things mm. in a in a new perspective and maybe from a different angle. But uh, um, but yeah, when it comes to that question, what does worship mean to me? Um, I think just like with anything else, it's good to go with something concrete and substantial and just run to God's word. And so for sure, um, in Romans twelve one, you know, and I'm, mm. I've got it right here just to make sure I, right. I, I get it word for word. All right. um, I I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Mm. And so I think just like Romans spells out so much about um, us being fallen, us being full of sin, and God's rescuing of us. We were, Romans 3.23, fallen short and of the glory of God, but mm. but we are justified because of all that he's done. It's it's his mercy, it's his grace. So by the mercies of God, as 12.1 says, um, I appeal to you to to live as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing. Mm. Um, and so it's, I, th- I think that one scripture really sums up our worship is our response to who God is and what he has done. And wh- how did it, <clears throat> it literally defines it. This is your spiritual act of worship. Yeah. And was that, was that verse two? Is that, is that's, it, no, that's, that's, that's one. verse one. That's the end of verse one. Yeah. That's the end of verse one. Where he says, this is your, sp- I love it when the Bible just clearly defines things by the way. Isn't yeah. that nice? Yeah. Um, you know, there's always some mystery there and sometimes you have to think, but that that's a clear one. 
Yeah. Like this is your spirit. And how, and how will you read that first part again? So we can just <clears throat> solidify when we're, cause I'm with you, man. I love how God's word is just going to spell this one out for us. Yeah. So how did he define spiritual worship or our act of worship? To present our bodies as living sacrifices. Okay. Now let me ask you this living sacrifice. Huh. Can can you explain that one for us? We think of sacrifice, you know, and our pastor's been leading us through Exodus, you know, so we're Mm -hmm. looking at the sacrificial uh, worship, you know, ritual and and process of God's people um, way back in the day when when worship really got organized, Mm. so to speak. Mm. Um, But then we ultimately look to the cross, you know, as Jesus being being the sacrifice for our sins, taking our place. And so thinking about sacrifice in, in, in those contexts as being um, completely submitting our life, our, our everything, I think specifically we sacrifice our own ambition, our own agenda. We sacrifice things of the flesh as, as, as we're instructed to do, mm. and, and we, we take on God's righteousness and His holiness. And so th- things of us are... are not God. Things of us are fleshly. Things of us of this world, um, that's that's not worship. So we sacrifice those things mm. in order to live whole, um, wholly submitted to Him. Mm. And, and uh, that kind of sums it up, I guess. No, Just man. Running I'm... to His agenda, sacrificing our own. No, that's a great picture of, and you see that so much in the scriptures of the tension between flesh and spirit. And the war between those two. Yeah. And I think we've, we've probably had a few podcasts just talking mm-hmm. about that battle and that war between those. Yeah. And so I love the picture you drew of, you know, if, if we're looking at Romans saying, okay, this is the definition of worship, living sacrifice. You know, those two things kind of are like live, sacrifice. You, know, you think of death when you think of sacrifice. Yeah. But it is. I mean, you did a good job explaining that it's to recognize those fleshly things in me and those worldly things in me. Mm-hmm. That if I'm honest, I do desire. If I'm honest, I do. I am drawn to. Like I always love that old hymn that says, "Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel Come it." Thou I, found. Yeah. I think that's one of the most powerful and honest lines. Yeah. It's so it's so honest, man. And I think you know sometimes in Christianity, I don't think people want to admit that for some reason. Um, but I think that's the only way you can experience living sacrifice, right? If if I'm going to be honest and say like. Like if you're gonna kill something, you got to know what you're going after, right? Mm. I mean, you can't just swing at nothing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so I think that recognizing my own desires and my own drawing towards things of the world, you know, I know Greg's real, you know, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil, mm. right? He's right. I yeah. mean, and those three things are pulling at me. Yeah. And if and if I try to act as if they're not there, how can I be a living sacrifice? Mm. That's the definition of it. I recognize it. And then I'll find a way to kill it yeah. <laughs> so that I can worship. That's, that's, that's crazy to me that that is our spiritual act of worship. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Yeah, man. And, it, and it boils it down to just saying that, that our life is our worship, mm-hmm. you know, our, our yes. life is our response to God. Um, so that, you know, that, that is our worship. And so many times we can, we can complicate and we can, mm. uh, another term our pastor uses a lot is extra biblical. You know, mm. we can bring in a yeah. lot of things that we consider, well, this is worship and this, and those things are part of our lives and our responses mm. to God. But ultimately it's just summed up in our life is our worship to God. What is that verse? I may have to look it up. Uh-oh. Do you remember, I, I do like, uh, 
you know, I know Greg's always said technology is neutral. One of the things I appreciate about te- technology, if you know the phrase of the verse, yes. you can search it and it'll come up. So I'm going to, I'm oh. going to search this right now away with the noise hmm. of your songs. Okay. Amos 523. Wow. There you go. Let me, let me go to Amos five, just in my Bible app, because I, this has always got my attention. I think it's, re- and I'm curious what you think about it. Wow. So five, where is 23? Okay. Okay. This is ver- starts in 21. Oh my goodness, man. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Wow. Now, dude, this is this is crazy. Even though you even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Mm. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I wow. will not listen to the music of your heart. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And you know, to your point, I think that I think sometimes we forget that part of who God is because if, if, if we're on to something, Romans being the definition of worship. Yeah. Cause have you seen, like, I feel like when it comes to worship, so many people do limit that to, which it is part of it. And I know I wanted to get into that and ask you, you know, what part does music play? And obviously yeah. your role here, you, you do a huge role in helping facilitate worship as sure. a, as a body of Christ, as a local church, which is incredibly valuable and important. And I want to get into that. But I know I love how you started because I know so many times people, when they hear worship, they they do picture immediately the assembly, which is part of it. That's absolutely part of mm-hmm. it, right? But man, what do you think about just how, how do you think that passage sheds light to what we're talking about as far as living sacrifice <clears throat> and how that plays into our overall worship? Yeah, well, I, just kind of randomly, as you were finishing that question, um, kind of the example of a marriage or something uh, comes to mind. Like, I can tell my wife all day long that I love her, but mm. if I never show that in my response to to being um, to to being a servant to her and loving her and supporting her and mm. encouraging her um, and being committed faithfully to her, mm. then my words mean nothing. You know. Mm. Well, the same with with God. He and um, and as as Jesus, you know, with with Jesus, I. Um, we'll know that we love him by the way we keep his commandments, mm. you know, and, um, and then, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. I mean, mm. there's, there's so many, oh, what eight, verse is that? Uh, I love that one. We uh, look that one up too. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- there's so many things that point to obedience and, um, holiness and our lives being our response to God and that being mm. our worship that, you know, ritualistic, things that we do, you know, that those things were set in place and God gave his people instructions through Moses of, you know, this is what you're going to do. And, mm-hmm. um, this, this is how you're going to come before me. And, and there were those, um, those things in place from the, the priest to the, the sacrifices to, um, you know, the, um, the, the tablets and the ark, you know, I mean, all of those mm. things in place. And this, I, this is kind of taking us down another, another trail, but no, in the good. end, Jesus has fulfilled all of those things and mm. that he is, he came as prophet, priest, and king. He is, you know, he he revealed God to us by being 
in the in the flesh and being here looking us in the eye mm. um so to speak and saying I, I love you and i'm here to save you and redeem you mm. um and um he's he's the priest and and that he he facilitates our worship mm. he leads our worship and he is the way the truth and the life um leading us to the father and um he is the the focus of our worship um and so mm. uh, being the king prophet priest and king he he's the one who receives our worship and so all all of those things just tell us that it's we we can do nothing um ritualistic we can do nothing in our um in our songs in our you know we we can play the best music we can do um get the most creative and and complex and mm. all um and wonder inspiring, you know, before a congregation and worship. But none of that means anything if our hearts aren't set before the Lord and saying, I, I want to serve you and honor you and, and surrender wholly to you, mm. you know, as a living sacrifice. Um, Man, that's so good. I love that phrase you said, speaking of Jesus, he leads our worship. Mm. I never thought of it like yeah. that. That's such a great, yeah, such a great way to phrase that, you know, mm. and uh, such a great picture. Um, wow, that's powerful, man. I really like that. Well, and see, I, I don't know where <laughs> this could even go further. You know, he was obedient even to the cross. Mm. He, I mean, the, uh, Philippians uh, 2, mm. and passage 1 through yes. 11 there, um, um, took on the form of a servant. And, and then it, through that, it kind of maps out him coming um, and, and being who God sent him to be. Um, he went to the cross, and now he's he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's been given the name above every name that every knee should bow, every tongue confess. And uh, so, yeah, Jesus Jesus is is the object, the focus, the everything for our worship. One, well, I love it because it is he. You know, when you think about living sacrifice, he he proved that right. Yeah. Like he, that's what he did. He, you know, as he said, no one takes my life from me, but I give it freely. Right. You know, he offered up his life, mm. leading the way for us to have the opportunity to. You know the the veil's torn. the 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 gap is now um, it's now covered through the cross, right? Mm-hmm. Like He paved the way for us to know God and yeah. and worship God. And it is. I mean, it it just. I guess I love this discussion because it does. You know, and I want to get to um, you know the music because I think that is that's such a that is a part of worship, sure. and I love it. And I want I want to get your perspective on that. <clears throat> But I also think we're right to start with everything else, which is just our life. You know, there's that phrase, you know, you hear like um, uh, experience worship, you know, or experiential worship. And it makes me think like, well, depending on how you look at that, if, if that's if that's me experiencing worship every day of my life and and, and experiencing the, the war between flesh and spirit and I'm and I'm dying to some of that flesh and I'm, I'm winning some of those battles. Mm-hmm. And I'm experiencing worship, and even in the the times when I lose a battle, but I'm quick to recognize it. And like in First John one nine, if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. He is faithful and just to forgive us and mm-hmm. cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's part of it, right? And I'm yeah. going to have some of those moments, and how I respond to that matters. It just makes me think that, and that's why that Amos thing came to mm-hmm. mind is that. I think so many times in worship, we get caught up in it just being about music when in reality, the heart of God is, Hey, that's part of it. Yeah. This, this is, you know, there's so many cool biblical examples of this. Sure. However, when you got passages like that, that just really gets my attention because God values what's going on in our minds and hearts and our actions. 
and reactions yeah. and attitudes and all those things. Like those things matter to God. And, and I even, it's, it's, it's sobering to me because it even matters. Like there's so many things, man, just that's between us, that only God knows. Like, you know, those thoughts, those attitudes, those things that maybe we can keep internally. Right. Mm. And yet how foolish of me to think I can show up on a Sunday and, and want to get in on a song and sing it completely ignorant and ignoring, right? The ways in which God is trying to expose my sin and I'm ignoring it. And that was the whole thing with Amos. That's why he was, they, they were forgetting that, hey, there, there's more to it than just this. Yeah. And man, that's just sobering to me. But it's also encouraging that worship's not limited to a certain time or place. Right. That worship, true worship, now, what is Jesus says, you know, there comes a time when the Father will. Is it John? Is uh, it John four twenty four? Come on, what yeah. does it say? Uh, looking for worship people who will worship me in spirit and in truth. Yes, yeah. yes, man. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's to me that's the essence of it. It's yeah. people who recognize that this is a this is a relationship. Yeah, and and as as you spoke to in marriage, yeah. you know, that's a great analogy. It's like. I can, I can say this all day long. I can come yeah. home singing. I can bring flowers. Yeah, you know that would be like the equivalent of bringing something. You know, you yeah. can bring her gifts. You can shout. You can do all that stuff. Right. But man, if there's no legit actions yeah. backing all that stuff up, exactly. You could argue flowers are an action, but I think there's like that should only be flowers wither, man. <laughs> flowers wither <laughs> fast. That's good. So yeah, so what's going on behind the scenes that's helping affirm that should be just the yeah. icing on the cake, is exactly. so to speak, right? That should be the things that you are know, just. Aff- that's a picture of bringing a you know a, a burnt offering or something like that. Passage, you know, we're, here here's here's my object to show you that I love you. But what? Yeah, like you said, what's what's in the background? What's happening yeah. underneath? All Get of that out of here. Yeah, you know you <laughs> you want to yeah. bring me flowers? Uh, yeah. How about you help me with some dishes? That's right. Know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's good. Uh, oh. That diaper needs changing now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. Well, tell wow. me this because I I don't you know obviously I do in in your role here as a worship pastor. I mean that's yeah. your title, yeah. right? Sure. Which is kind of that's that's awesome. No yeah. no pressure there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, you know, and and I think God in His Word, you know, He He does emphasize. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, do not forsake the gathering of together. Yeah. Is that Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five? Like, let's yes. not do like like man. This is important. This is valuable. We see that in Acts. You know, mm-hmm. they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and the apostles' teaching and worshiping, right. and so. You know what role um, does music play? Because yeah. obviously, I mean, I, you know, we, I think it's right to start the way we did, but I also don't want to de-emphasize music and like even the role that you have as our church family to help facilitate worship among our people. That's va- that's valid and it's valuable. And so how how does that play into this? Um, how how does because I feel like that's even though it's two separate things, they go hand in hand and they and they feed one another, right? Mm. So how do our Maybe they do. I don't know. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. So what um, how, What role does music have when it comes to worship? Yeah. Well, I, again, just looking at biblical examples, you know, well, like I, I was, oh, I turned it, but uh, like Paul in uh, Ephesians 
5. Just that's that's one of a couple places where where it's mentioned addressing one another in psalms and hymns mm. and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Mm. Um, just speaking to the body of Christ and and I, I think music music as we've seen throughout Scripture. Um, first of all, I think I think God blessed us with music, mm. you know, and in, in in His creation. Um, I, I th- in Zephaniah, there's that verse in, in chapter three that says He will sing over you. I mean, I, I think our our Father loves music. I, mm. and I, I, can you imagine just once everything is restored, you know, Jesus returns and, and things are, are made new. Um, the music that we'll get to mm. learn and and understand wow. and and appreciate that we have no idea about. You know, I Come I think we're, we taste a little bit of that here. That's you so know, good. but I, I think I think. I think God created music in as part of his creation and it and it's in us to to make music and to be creative. Mm. And music is one of the most if not um and I, I say this with with fear and trembling but I I think music can be the most unifying thing for the body of Christ. Wow. I say that in when is there another time as unifying as a congregation of people singing the same lyrics to the mm. same tune focused on the same God um, all at one time. Mm. And I mean, we, that's so powerful. We read scripture together, which is wow. also the same. We, mm. we, we do a lot of things together, but music, um, it, it unifies the body of Christ in a way that really nothing else can. Mm. Um, and that's not to worship the music. That's saying, thank you, Lord, for giving us this, this way to be able to do this for your glory. But, mm. um, but yeah, I, I believe that music plays that important role that, it helps us organize our worship as as a congregation, as a gathered um, body for for worship, and um, and it helps us focus on who we're worshiping. And mm. um, man, music in its role, um, music teaches, music helps us memorize, music um, music is emotional, mm. and it can stir emotions. And we want to be cautious and not make worship just one big emotional experience. But emotion is a huge mm. part of who we are. Come on. And I think that the dynamics of a song can really play a part in stirring our hearts and, and singing about the cross, singing mm. about the mm. glory of God and being in awe. A song like Revelation Song, when we sing the words of that, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Mm. Um, it, we, we sing songs like that that stir in our hearts just an awe and a wonder and a, a reverence before the Lord. And then there's there's exciting, uplifting, upbeat music. Like that, our God is awesome. Yeah. That, that, I, that one yes, just Oh, man. Yes, that just is, is a good, yeah. fun, and upbeat way to, to celebrate as <laughs> the body of Christ, who our God is. Um, there's, you know, a song over the last few years, Glorious Day, um, the new glorious day. Um, I ran out of that great. I mean, that's oh, just yeah. a proclamation yep. of man. Jesus has one. saved it's me. It's happy. It's yes. fun. Um, yes. We need those moments. Mm. Um, and then you got one like Sunday that was more just like, you know, is he worthy? Ryan Cutler. Yeah. And, yeah. um, he did so awesome. He that. did do good, man. <laughs> and I, he's got such a cool, unique voice and yeah. it, and it was per that song. I feel like I really like it because to your point, every song has the, opportunity to do different emotions sure that one's like a i don't know how you describe it it's like it, it forces you to, to well you're it's asking questions mm. yeah you know is he worthy yeah you know and then it goes and it, it just does a good job of kind of walking through at this question 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 and yeah. then it, you know and then the then the statement he is yeah he is yeah 
and I just I love it. it's yeah. it's an interest that was that's a unique song. I don't know if I is there any other song that like asks a question that's, and then and that's that's powerful. Yeah, it really is powerful, especially when it got to the end. It's like no, he is, he is. Yeah, and man, that is that's a unique song. I don't know what emotion that is, but that was a that's a unique one for me. But to your point, like I, you're exactly right. I mean, it's like all those songs have the opportunity to do something. But to your point, like everyone in the room, if they're engaged, they're, they're thinking about that question. Yeah. Yeah. Man, does, does the father truly love us? He does. Yes. Does the spirit move among us? He does. Yes. That's so good. Jesus, our Messiah, um, hold forever. Those he loves. He, he does. I think that's the lyric. Oh, forgive me. And um, I think that's, yeah, I love that the question, because I, I just thought that was a creative way to write a song mm. because so many times we just sing the declaration, which is great. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just thought it was a cool twist of sure. saying, Hey, let's not just come out declaring. Let's ask the question. Yeah. Let's have a conversation in this moment. Yeah. There moment. you go. Yeah. It's, it is. It's a conversation. Yeah. And that's like, Andrew Peterson. You know, he's, he's not, um, I, I guess he, he's not, you know, your mainstream artists that you hear of all the time, mm. but you know, our, our pastor may be his number one fan. Mm. Um, I, I would argue that. Um, and it's, it's grown to me a love for, for Andrew Peterson's music too. Mm. But, but yeah, he, he writes a song in a different way that you're not going to hear in a, in a lot of other, you know, from a lot of other artists, yeah. but then somebody like Tomlin takes up this song and it, you know, just goes, <laughs> goes crazy. And, uh, um, it, which is really cool, you know, that, 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 um, Andrew Peterson's song is being used that way. And man, churches have been singing that over the last couple of years. And mm. um, it's powerful. It's just, it reminds us that song in particular. Um, it, it helps us think through, um, it's all creation groaning. That's kind of mm. how it begins. It is, yeah. Is Do you long for, for God to make things new? Yes, we do. Mm. Um, you know, but then throughout, and then it gets to that, it, it, it highlights the the things in Revelation five of um, he came for, and 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 rescued us and in this moment in heaven um, every people and tribe nation and tongue are going to be worshiping yes. him because mm. he is worthy That's right. of all worship he is the one who set all things new he's mm. the one who made it right and so <laughs> it's it's just it's a beautiful song man it is. I like it. It is. It is. It is. Oh man, that's good. Uh, so there's no doubt, you know, obviously, and I love, man, your description of, uh, and that's a, such a powerful statement mm-hmm. about how music can be the most unifying thing among the body because, yeah. you know, that is such a powerful truth. And, and I can absolutely see, see that, um, that reality, man, because yeah. everybody in the room is, is, I mean, we're, like you said, we're focused on the same things and the sure. same words and the same God. And, and there's a there's a flip to that too. There could okay. be a curse, so to speak. You know <laughs> that not all music connects with everybody all the time. Mm. And so, um, as it can be one of the most unifying things in in, a, in congregational <laughs> worship, it can also be oh, yeah. over the last thirty years or so. Which thankfully, man, I I just speak to this briefly. Our our church is so gracious and so um, just keeping the main thing, the main thing, it's mm. about Jesus, you know, and yeah. it's not about us. And I, I love that. And I love the way our pastor leads that way. Um, but in general, music can be divisive, you know, and mm. w- if not handled with care and with intention of, okay, you've got, you've got 12 year olds, eight year olds, whoever, and 95 year olds all in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, this this older person is not going to be able to scream Chris Tomlin music, you know, like you can at a passion conference in an arena of college students. Yeah. Um, this this eight year old, it's going to take a little bit to grasp the big words of some eighteen seventeen hundreds him, you know. So yeah. so bridging the gap can you know it it needs to be handled with caution and care. Mm. But but in general, you know, music can just really be a powerful and unifying mm. thing to uh, to bring the body of Christ together. That's good, man. Well, and, you know, I think, and Greg, I told our college students, if they missed last Sunday, they need to go listen because, mm. you know, that Romans 14 and the preferences and the, mm. I thought he did such a, an amazing job of, of really um, cautioning us towards that, you yeah. know, and he even said, he's like, look, we can't please everybody yeah. in the room music stylistically. But you can get in your car and listen to whatever you want. You know, it's, it's, like, it's funny it's you so, say that because I I always when he's <laughs> uh, forgive me, Greg. Uh, whenever he whenever whenever he brings up music in in that context, it's usually I, I don't. That's not just our. That's any church. It's yeah. usually music that comes to the forefront of that conversation. You know, people, you know, having different preferences or whatever opinions. I just kind of sink down in my chair a little bit any yeah. times that comes up, you know. But, um, well, I feel um, like you do a great job of, of I mean, just from a, a non-musician's perspective. And, you know, I feel like there's a great balance in the room with mm-hmm. that. And, and you know, you're right. I think our church, keeping the main thing the main thing, we understand that, look, man, I'm going to be grateful mm-hmm. for whatever Robert's bringing to the table, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be, by the way, you given the youth group, you know, a chance to, to lead the lead team. Yeah. And, you know, I mean that, um, you know, I know you mentioned possibly some college students in yeah. the future. So, you know, there's whoever it is <clears throat> and whatever it is that, you know, I think, I think God blesses that when you mm. keep the main thing, it helps you have an appreciation and just a gratefulness. Mm. And because it, because I think, I mean, tell me if I'm off, if we define worship, as the the what happens in a service then now all of a sudden i can get pretty upset and angry about what music we're choosing mm-hmm. if worship is being a living sacrifice wow and it's about what happens in, and and let's be honest then 90 percent of the worship is outside of 98 percent of the uh, is outside of when i'm not gathered with a church yeah which means to be honest with you that's a small piece of the pie i'm not gonna be upset about that mm-hmm. I'm just going to be grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful to be here. Wow. I mean, why? Because man, it, I'm having a hard time out there in this battle called, you know, the thing, life, the life, life with God, yeah. which is flesh and spirit. And, and now the call is to be a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show up on a Sunday morning and God's attitude towards me is away from me with the noise of your songs. Mm-hmm. Once you consider your life before yeah. you come in here trying to sing to me. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's mm. fair. And, and I feel like, you know, the majority of a church, I mean, I think we're blessed and that most people get that. I mean, that's, uh. that's important because it is kind of an attitude, you know, churches, I feel, and I've only, you know, it, it feels like churches take on and there's kind of an, an attitude. Mm. And when the majority of the church is understanding of that perspective, it, it certainly helps feed into the attitude towards whatever stylistically you or whoever the worship pastor is of a given church chooses yeah it's not that big a deal anymore yeah right yeah because greg's right i can get my car and jam out to what you know we talked there's a student who uh has been jamming to some 
some old school, the stuff we yeah. grew up on. But. I was listening to it this morning. I, I was I is, went back to some '98 uh, Passion Live. What yes, it meant. was that the original and, oh. Undone? Was that the album of the uh, of the Mercy Me? I think it was their the yellow cover. I think, I think that so. was their first album. Anyway, I thought that was so cool that he's jamming to that because I thought, man, I didn't know students were jamming to the old school stuff, you know. That's uh, the one I was listening to this morning. Oh, yeah. 1998, 98, Passion. man. Come on. Uh, yeah. That's when We Fall Down got big. And, yep. Um, um, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever. Hey, we sang that as a closing song. Was that this past Sunday or that, the Sunday before? That was before? You Were My King. That, I was like, hold up. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm down front of like, hold up. We're, years, we're but, taking it back. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, man, that's another cool thing that I've always <laughs> experienced. There's certain songs that, um, I mean, one of them that comes to my mind that over the last couple of years, once or twice a year, I've, I've just popped it out there. And that shout to the Lord, mm, man, that's like that's, 1994, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. And, um, that's, and bless their hearts, man. I, I feel sorry, like not really, um, because there's some great stuff now, but so many college students are students. They, you know, they hear Hillsong United, Hillsong mm. Young, Young and Free, but man, where Hillsong began, Darlene Check and, and that crew of people, that's, man, that's where it was really kind of. That was mid nineties. That, that was, that, that was, was my first, Hillsong. that song was big when I, I came to Christ when I was 15 wow. and got yeah. connected to a church. A few years later, it was a few years before I got connected to a church and ended up getting baptized in First Baptist Church of Ella J, Georgia. Yeah. And I went with that church to something called Super Wow, which mm-hmm. was like a cause out on somewhere on the East Coast. Where was that? Anyway, uh, it was it was so fun. And I, that song. Wow. I remember. Shout it. to the Lord. Oh, that yes. was like, I mean, that song came on. It got serious. <laughs> Real. Everybody's was, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, um, we were, Brooke and I went to a conference um, several years ago. And uh, it was a it's a worship arts conference, and uh, one of the the breakout sessions, a, a guy, well known worship leader, he was speaking, and he talked about some of those days back in the '90s of of really mm. worship music transition that was taking place, and he mentioned shout to the Lord, and musically speaking, it's it's originally it's in the key of A, and then it changes to the key of B. Well, a key change modulations can really foster like a, a next level moment of energy or, okay. or, or momentum or whatever. Well, he talked about, man, when that key change happened, if people were, were sitting, like, all of a sudden, um, I sing for jo-, And, like, everybody was standing. That was just one of those moments that, like, everybody was like, yes, I remember that moment. And shout to the Lord. Um, just the flow of the song and that key change toward the end in the last chorus. It, uh, and that's, that, that's so uh, once crazy. again, speaks to just the emotion and the, and the flow of a song mm-hmm. and how it can, it can stir our emotions, you yeah. know, and... Um, excite us and and move us in in great ways and that's important and it's good and it's awesome yeah that's great man we can celebrate those things yeah so i don't think we have to you know we don't shy away from that and we we embrace those things those are i love how you said that like god gave us these emotions Hmm. he gave us the ability for someone to get creative and think about that key change and be like hey if i do this you know you just blew my mind by the way like i knew there was a I remember there being something trans, but you just you just like <laughs> intellectually just explained what happened, and I was like, that was pretty cool. I didn't know that was yeah, that's well, the behind just, the scenes stuff. But the point is that like, God does that; like He yeah. gives us those emotions, and that's not to be ignored. Or um, these are good things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you know. Um, well, anyway, that's a I guess that's a rabbit trail. See, you got me thinking about emotions and stuff, and so many times we think like, like you think about fear is fear, is fear of God. Well, no, I mean perfect love drives out fear. Mm. 
also God gave us fears and, and emotion to help us protect us from getting hurt. Mm. Like, you know, like, yeah. they're, so they're like, there's a balance. It was like, fear can be a good thing. If it's, if you see danger and you know, to get away exactly. from there, that emotion that yes. comes out when you're fearful, like that's not. So anyway, to your point, I mean, the idea of like, man, we embrace those things that God's given us and use them for his glory and for his mm. goodness. And, um, and that's powerful and, and music's fun and it does play such a big part. And you see so many biblical examples of music mm. and so many moments, you know, I, I don't know, man, this might be when Greg's went through Genesis, you know, remember he, he talked about, you know, order matters or, or first thing he always, it was interesting. It, it got my, t- I've never heard anyone kind of make that observation, but the first time something happens in scripture, mm. when, when was the first song? Oh man. I, I don't, was, I, I might know, but I don't know. I'm going to ask you, man. You, do you know? The first song. Like when was the first time somebody busted out in a song? Yes. Is that? <laughs> Our listeners are like, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody knows. <laughs> I don't know what I chapter know. is. I, I know I have an idea, but you can tell well, me. Well, I've got to like. Go ahead. Well, you, there's, you, there's a song of Moses and there's, there's Miriam's song in there. Yeah. That's the uh, one I thought of. Yes. Okay. Is that the first time I think now they I'm, come across the Red Sea? I know that is definitely one of the first. Yes. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> I feel uh, like it is though. Um, like I'm, I'm hitting a blank. I know Jubal, um, is the first musician mis- mentioned oh, in, in the cool. Bible. Um, which is kind of cool to just look into, but that is um, it's just brief, but Jubal is mentioned as, as the first musician, um, but yeah, I think it's Miriam's song. There. That's awesome. I that, and I just think that's that's neat. I mean, you know, I only bring that up because it, you, to your point, I mean, music is, is I love you. You made a statement earlier that I thought was really powerful. You said our father loves music. Mm. And that's powerful, right? And then you yeah. gave this picture of like, man, what what is it going to be like when it's yeah. all restored and music? And that's so powerful. And you see these examples in scripture when they witness something of God. Mm. And it, it, it literally like inspired them. Like they, they had to sing. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. I forget how that song starts. Something about the, the Lord is the, um, I just remember he has hurled the horse and the rider into the sea. Uh, the Lord yeah, is that's, our, um, that's the song of Moses. Yeah. 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 So it's so, that's yeah. so, anyways. But it's just neat that they experienced something in life yeah. that spurred on and, and literally caused them to sing. Mm-hmm. And it feels like if we're if we're doing it right, then Sunday morning or whatever time you have mm. a church service is not disconnected and isolated from your life. Mm. It's actually right? Like if it, it's that, it's, it's a hint of what they, I yeah. mean, obviously that's a whole other level sure. of, of experiencing God. Yeah. And I hope when we get to heaven, we get to watch that, mm. but you know, on a much smaller scale, but, but yeah, nonetheless, as much powerful, mm. right? Spirit of God in us. Yeah. I mean, helping us with that, that thing we talked about earlier, that, yeah. then, then that's a connection. It's part of my life right? and part of my worship as yeah. being a living sacrifice. Maybe it's as simple as, you know, we talk about, you know, I know coming out of COVID and stuff when churches didn't get to gather and then pe- some people had a, a habit. Well, we all had a habit of not going. Well, we, I mean, mm. for a little while it was you and Greg and a few mm. others holding it down. 
and then we're able to, as we came back, but then people had a habit that they didn't ask for. It just kind of happened. So part of it, I wonder if, is if I know some people have had a hard time, man, I'm going to getting in the new, they had, they naturally didn't ask for it, but a new rhythm was created Mm. and that rhythm did not include being in church. Mm -hmm. And so then now it's like this, now the living sacrifice is okay. Am I going to die to a fun Sunday? I like, I got Saturday. Hey, maybe I could have, I got Mm, Sunday too. Now I've got to, I got to die to this. And so why? Because I value this and this is important and I want to be there. And as an extension of my worship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, being together as the body it, and, and again, just kind of specifically looking at the music angle of it. Um, there's something just building up and something encouraging about, um, it's the strength in numbers kind of, kind of aspect of yeah. being together as the body of Christ and singing songs together. And there's, there's nothing like a crowd of people singing praises to God and, and just, um, um, being able to walk away from that experience and that encounter in, in worship to, to the King, um, you know, being able to walk away from that just energized and, and kind of revived in that moment to, okay, let's go. We've got a mission. Let's go. And I'm always encouraged. Cause like Sunday, you know, I usually get to the service a few minutes late cause I'm, you know, I try to get the college students out before 11 so they can get in there by sure. 11. Yeah. You know, I wrap up a few things and, um, head over and, and I come in after around the second, third, I don't know. But when I had came in Sunday, you were reading, I think you were reading scripture. It was revelation five. It was going into, to, is he worthy? Yeah. And you know, I just, um, it really is more than just singing because mm. just hearing you, you know, read God's word mm. and then, you know, see a Ryan Cutler sing that song and then see Greg and hear Greg and mm. hear it. You know, you, the combination of just witnessing your brothers and sisters in Christ, knowing that they're trying to live the same life as you yeah. and knowing it's hard, mm. like this ain't easy. Yeah. There's something really, like you said, man, you get inspired, encouraged because I know that you're fighting the same battle I am Sure, and we're all in this together Yeah, and it's messy Yeah, and I'm grateful that I get to come in the room and there is something, you know, significant to that. And mm. there is some mystery to that even like, I, you know, I think there's benefits just by being in the room with other believers and being faithful to attend that often we don't, and I don't even know how, I mean, there are some practical things and biblical examples of what you get from that for sure. I also think there's some mysterious reward from that. And I mm. can't even fully explain that. Hmm. I was trying to just then, but it, it, does that make sense? Like I, I do leave every day. Like, man, I'm so glad, hmm. you know, we came and yeah. so, yeah. well, man, I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate this discussion. I also, yeah. uh, want to leave it open, man. Do you, you know, we could have, we could talk a lot further. Yeah. Like, this is fun, oh. man. I, um, but is there anything else you feel like you wanted to make sure that we talked about Wow. before we close out the episode, man? Something there's, that, cause wow. I know we, we, I mean, there's so many angles you could come yeah. from, man. And when it comes to worship, there's, um, I think we hit on a, a lot of key points, you know, and, and I love making sure we involve that, that aspect of our pastor, you know, drawing us to God's word. Mm. Um, I think that's, that's one of the key, that is the key element of our worship. It, mm. our, our worship, if it's our response to, to God revealing himself to us and all that he's done in our lives, 
then it he he initiates our worship. So mm. God's word has to be the focal point of our our time together, and I and we respond out of that. Now we you know the way we organize and plan our worship, our you know our music can come before and really unify us and focus us in order that we we're focused on mm. on that time of looking to God's word. But just bottom line, you know it's it's our response to what God has first done and revealing Himself. You know, at the mm. beginning of creation, He he reveals himself. He creates, and then he creates Adam and Eve, and um, he he initiated that relationship by creating them and having communion with them. Mm. And, um, and then you know, sin comes into the picture, and but but God, he's the one who provides the sacrifice and covers them, and um, and then we see that played out, you know, through when Jesus comes and he's the, the sacrifice, and so mm. it's just it all points back to the work of God, the work mm. of Christ and what he has done and our worship. Um, it just, I think that keeps us humble in recognizing it. Our works are, we need to be obedient and that is our worship, but, mm. but nothing compares mm. to what God has done, what mm. Christ has done. Um, so, um, you know, we, we worship, like we mentioned John four twenty four. we worship in spirit and truth. Mm. You know, that's, that's who God wants us to be. And that's a deep conversation in itself. But bottom line, it's, um, being a temple of the Holy Spirit, being living mm. in the Spirit and not in the flesh, um, and then just just living in the truth of God's Word—that it's mm. it's Him that does the work, and we we respond with our lives. That's powerful. Um, but it's good. Um, but yeah, man, there's so many trails we could go down. All right. Well, let me worship. ask you this thing because we started with the question. Yeah. What does worship mean to you? Oh, wow. We've talked about a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. And a lot of good stuff. And I really appreciate a lot so much of what you said, man. Well, all of what you said. I'm just saying there's a few things you said that really jumped out at me, man. Wow. Like the, how our father loves music. I mean, I've never mm, thought I've never cool. heard that state. That's yeah. such a cool statement. Sure. I love that. Well and you think about I mean the music and the angels singing yes. holy, holy. I mean it's yes. heaven's filled with music. Come on. Man. That's uh, I just that's so <laughs> you know that's just a great. I'm, there's it, instruments. There's you know, so good. I, I think it, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So after we've said all that, how would you, in your own words, yeah, wow, in like a sentence or two, yeah, say to me, worship is, yeah. Sorry, I know that. No. <laughs> that how do you, and it, and it the, may be kind of just summing up, you know, what what we've already true. talked about. To me, worship is. And I'll try to personalize it too. Um, to me, worship is the fact that um, God created me, and despite my sin and my failure, He has redeemed me. And so, in response to that, response to to uh, Christ coming to this earth and dying for me, um, and providing His Holy Spirit to to live in me and through me and guide me in this life, then I just say. Lord, here I am. Mm. And yeah, that points to, mm. you know, that passage, Isaiah 6. I know this is more than one or two no, sentences. No, it's great, man. But this is, Isaiah 6 is just a beautiful picture, I think, of of a sincere and just pointed worship experience or encounter, I should say, with God that Isaiah had, that it starts with, he sees God in all his glory. The train of his robe fills the temple. Um he says, "Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips." Mm. And then the the angel takes the 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 coal and cleanses him. And then by the end, Isaiah is responding in obedience. So he says, "Here I am, Lord. You, you're calling on somebody. I, okay, I'm, mm. I'm here. I'm yours to use." Um, so I, all in all, again, I, oh, I respond to who God man. is, what He's done in my life, 
and say, Lord, here I am. Mm. um, Genuinely, that's, that's gotta be what worship is to me. That's good. Well, and I think that's a great explanation of that. John, was it four 24 spirit and truth, Mm -hmm. right? Those, the combination of those two things, which is what's so cool about you emphasizing, you know, the pastor's preaching of the word Mm -hmm. because that has to be an element of it and the spirit and truth and, that's such a good description, man. I, I appreciate that and, and, and I'm challenged by that, man. That's so good. So, uh, well, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for, man, for yeah. coming on today. What a blessing. This is awesome. And I've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely have to do it again. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully you guys listening in, um, I know I personally learned a lot, man, really, I, Robert said some things that I just had never thought about before. And so I hope and pray that you were challenged and encouraged as well. And I hope and pray that as you consider what worship means to you, that you'll consider some of these um, passages we looked at, just some of the the wisdom Robert was sharing, and and really consider um, the opportunity we have to worship through Christ. He he really does provide us that opportunity, like Robert said. And so we hope and pray it's been encouraging to you. It's been fun, uh, and I've enjoyed it, and I look forward to the next one. And uh, we're happy to be back. We should be having one a week from now on. Uh, Lord willing, we will do that. And so uh, thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, If you're liking the podcast, please share it. Help others be encouraged as well. And uh, once again, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.